Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to First Mover, your earliest look at every DFS slate. I'm your host, Dario Ofstein, the Director of Analytics for Player Profiler, and I am here to look at the Week 16 slate. We're going to be just going over DraftKings and FanDuel salaries, and today's show is brought to you by Rival Fantasy. Thank you to them for sponsoring this episode. We're going to tell you guys more about them in a little bit. But first, as always, we like to start this show by looking over hits and misses from the week before. I think that it's a good practice just to see what what went well. And yesterday, I mean, Latavius Murray kind of talked about him as cheap volume, and he ended up having over 100 rushing yards, got in the end zone. The Broncos getting their first win in what feels like forever yesterday against the Cardinals, who had Trace McSorley lead their team in passing yards. So they were in a rough spot. But Latavius Murray still was able to dominate that backfield for the most part. Marlon Mack also got a score, but Latavius Murray, very solid call there. I also mentioned that Zeke Elliott was probably looking like a good value in DFS this week, as gross as that sounds. And he did get a touchdown, outscored Tony Pollard. It wasn't anything crazy, but it definitely was the right play for yesterday's DFS slate. Told you guys to play a little bit of Rashid Shahid. And what do you know, he came through with a long touchdown. So that was very cool to see. The guy with only 3,200 salary on DraftKings came in with a long touchdown. So that was very cool. And he's he's just been making plays for the Saints this year. It's very interesting. So very, very good to see that call come through. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, 10 targets yesterday. Love to see it. Of course, he didn't find the end zone. But it happens. And then Jalen Hurts stacks, which we talked about on this show, went pretty well. I think interesting because you don't often see a quarterback get three rushing touchdowns. But that's what happened yesterday with Hurts. So he's got, unfortunately, I mean, we got some news this morning. So there's there's a lot to unpack as we continue talking about Jalen Hurts here. But there's, I think, overall for yesterday's slate, that was good process to get onto Hurts. And the, the stacks still paid off because A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith both, ha- both had huge games in terms of just pure yardage volume. So kind of worked out okay. Some misses from yesterday. Justin Herbert and Chargers stacks. Man, I was so in on the Chargers. The Titans' pass defense was so bad. And, you know, Justin Herbert finally had all his weapons at full health. Just didn't materialize. We have to, I don't know, if I'm the Chargers coaches, I don't know what they need to be doing differently, but Something something ain't right if you're only putting up 17 points with that freak of a quarterback who can do anything, and then they're just barely eking out wins. Also had a big bet on Isaiah Pacheco to deliver yesterday. Unfortunately, McKinnon got both touchdowns again. I do think that I told you guys, play some McKinnon. He's, he's getting targets, and that game ended up being a lot closer than any of us expected, but 
Jarek McKinnon was the way to go. And also Rex Burkhead. Oh my gosh, that was, I don't even want to talk about Rex Burkhead and also Greg Dulcich, two pretty big whiffs from yesterday's slate. But as we know, that happens. I mean, you, you get your your wins like Latavius Murray and Rashid Shaheed, and then you, you take your L's like Rex Burkhead and Greg Dulcich. Anyway, let's get on to talking about week 16. This week 16 slate is actually going to be played on a Saturday because Christmas Day is Sunday. There's only three games on Christmas Day. There's 11 games on Saturday, Christmas Eve. Ten of those are the main slate, which we have, I think, it's probably like seven. No, wow, it's eight 10 a.m. games and two 1 p.m. games. Of course, that's for us folks here on the West Coast. The Bills are playing at the Bears in Chicago. Bills favored by eight and a half. And the over under there is 41. The Saints are playing the Browns in Cleveland. This is the lowest over under of the season. Only 32 are supposed to be snow that day in Cleveland. So at least they're getting a white Christmas. But we're not going to be getting a game that is at all appealing for DFS purposes. Browns are favored by three. And the Texans play at the Titans. Titans are favored by seven. Over under there is 38. The Seahawks will be playing at Kansas City. Over under a 49. And the Chiefs are favored by nine and a half. The Giants are playing at the Vikings. The Vikings favored by three and a half. Over under there is 47 and a half. The Bengals will be playing in New England against the Patriots. The Bengals are three and a half point road favorites and the over under there is 39 and a half. The Lions are Lions. They're, they're coming back. They finally made it back to 500. They're playing at Carolina against the Panthers. They're two and a half point favorites on the road and the over under there is 44 and a half. And then the Falcons are playing at the Ravens. Ravens are seven point favorites. Over under there is also pretty low. It's 37. And then the Commanders play at the, the 49ers. The 49ers are favored by a touchdown and then the over under there is only 39 and a half and then this game the last one right here is the one that's kind of got the most um going on today on twitter at least because of jalen hurts's injury that is now apparently going to probably keep him out of this game possibly out of the rest of the regular season my screenshot here had the cowboys favored at three and a half that line has moved to the cowboys favored by five i'm sure the over under has moved down as well i had it at 49 and a half that's probably come down closer to 48 and a half if I had to guess just a crazy turn of events I mean no one knew that Jalen Hurts was injured at the end of the game yesterday but turns out things are not as they seem for the Eagles and they're gonna have to hope that this is not another Carson Wentz situation with 2017 although they did end up winning the Super Bowl so I don't think Eagles fans were too mad about that but anyway the best games that I'm seeing on the slate here are of course the Eagles and the Cowboys which I think should still be an exciting game. Gardner Minshew will hopefully be able to keep the Eagles offense somewhat running. Hopefully they're getting Dallas Goddard back. The Chiefs and the Seahawks also has a pretty high total, and hopefully that'll be a shootout. I mean, we know the Chiefs offense is, of course, one of the best in the league. So I think that's a very intriguing game. And then the third highest total is the Giants and the Vikings. That game's in Minnesota, so no, no concerns about the weather because they're in a dome. And the Giants offense is not bad they're, they're respectable i think that that could be a, an interesting game too the downside of this slate is we've got five games with totals under 40 so just kind of a lot of stinkers we're probably going to be looking at i mean commanders and 49ers gross falcons and ravens gross Bengals and patriots maybe you play some Bengals, but not encouraging and we'll have to see what the weather looks like in new england and then the texans and titans probably just 
play a ton of Derrick Henry, and that's about it. And then, of course, the snowball that we're projecting to see for the Saints and the Browns. So just kind of a really murky slate, I would say, at least from this early glance. And then before we go over to DraftKings prices, I want to tell you guys about our sponsor, Rival Fantasy. Are you guys tired of having to play fantasy sports across multiple platforms? Well, now you can play fantasy in the way that you want, all in one place with Rival. RivalFantasy.com is the only fantasy sports platform with three unique game styles. They've got Challenges, Fantasy Book, and Fantasy Bingo. Plus, they're going to be adding season-long fantasy next year, so they've got everything you could want. Fantasy Bingo is especially interesting to me. They have a whole new way to play fantasy sports. You kind of just select a starting lineup, and then you try to unlock these various achievements across this fantasy board. You can fill five squares in a row or all four corners and then you win. It's kind of like mixing two games. Everyone loves fantasy football and bingo. And then, of course, we have a special promotion here for you guys at Player Profiler. If you sign up at RivalFantasy.com using promo code PLAYER, you can activate your 100% first play insurance. That means $50 of insured bets on your registration. So go sign up at RivalFantasy.com promo code PLAYER. Tell them we're the ones who sent you and you will get up to $50 of insurance on your first deposit. Fantasy sports are more fun with Rival. Thank you to them for sponsoring this episode, of course. And with that, we'll get back over to the DraftKings prices. Now, like I said, there's 10 games this week. I'm going to try something a little bit different with the show format here. So for the YouTube audience, I'm going to pull up this screen share, actually. And you guys are going to be able to kind of watch me as I talk through and look through these prices here. Josh Allen is 8,500. Patrick Mahomes is 8,400. Jalen Hurts, who probably isn't going to play, he would have been 8,300. Justin Fields, 7,500. So we've got that big gap between Allen Mahomes and everyone else. Lamar Jackson, who could be back this week, is only 7,200. Joe Burrow is 7,000. And then you get down to another big gap for Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, and the likes. I think Geno Smith at 5,800 is pretty interesting. And then Brock Purdy at 5,500. I mean, the dude's been crushing it lately. Two touchdowns in all three of his starts. I think that the ultimate ultimate punt play, of course, is going to be Gardner Minshew. If we do end up seeing no Jalen Hurts this week, he's only 4,800. He doesn't really need to do much to return value for you at that salary. And he'll probably open up a lot of interesting things for us roster-wise. As you guys know, I like to build my sample lineup every show. So I'm just going to start with putting Geno Smith in here. I think that the Chiefs hopefully are a pretty good matchup for him. He should be chasing points. We also know that Tyler Lockett is hurt. So I think this could make for a really good skinny stack as DK Metcalf should see a ton of targets. Over to the running backs. Christian McCaffrey is 8,800. Derek Henry's 8,600. Saquon Barkley, 7,900. Nick Chubb, 7,700. Dalvin Cook, 7,200, a little bit of a gap there. And then Ramondre Stevenson and Tony Pollard are close behind at 7,100 and 7,000, respectively. Last couple elite running backs I would consider here are Joe Mixon at 6,900 and Alvin Kamara at 6,800. I think Kenneth Walker is kind of interesting at 6,400. He was playing through that ankle injury, of course. And then last game, kind of kind of been so-so, which has led to his dropping price, but we know that he has the explosiveness to break off a long touchdown run on any touch, so I think that's interesting. Miles Sanders has a tough matchup, but they could lean on him at only 6,200 in this game, where they will be starting their backup, of course. The Chiefs' backfield is interesting because Jarek McKinnon has finally leapfrogged Isaiah Pacheco, 
Of course, he's had two just massive games, 34.2 DraftKings points and 35.4 at very low salary. So now he's up to 5,900. Isaiah Pacheco, only 5,700 against another very good matchup for him. The Seahawks run defense is 31st here, according to DraftKings. J.K. Dobbins, I think, is pretty interesting. He's gotten a good amount of work, over 120 rushing yards in his first two starts. Also had a target last week, so that's new. I mean, we we know that that's always been the side of J.K. Dobbins' game that is slightly lacking, if anything at all. But I think at 5,800, he's probably going to be kind of chalky against a pretty bad Atlanta defense, and they're favored by seven. Brian Robinson had a very good game yesterday, but I do think that this is probably not the matchup you want to be playing him in against the Niners front seven at 5,400. Devin Singletary also at 5,400 is kind of interesting. We know that that backfield in Buffalo is pretty murky right now. I mean, you can see that he's getting his targets. He's getting quite a few carries, but James Cook, I think is also appealing. He's getting more and more involved. He only had five carries last game, but he's getting some targets and he's a lot cheaper. James Cook, you can have him in your lineup at only 4,900. And then Rex Burkhead totally flopped for us yesterday. But Dare Ogunbowale, only 4,400. I don't think you really want to play either of them against the t- the Titans front seven. And I think that kind of makes up all the interesting running backs on this slate. Jamal Williams is getting kind of cheap. He's only 5,200. He's been running cold on touchdowns, which have been basically his entire game this season. So if you want to roll the dice on him getting a couple touchdowns, which he very well might. The Lions are road favorites against the Panthers, so you could make worse bets than Jamal Williams at 5,200. But let's get over to the wide receivers. Justin Jefferson leads the way, 9,300. Stefan Diggs, 8,500. Jamar Chase is 8,300. A.J. Brown is 8,100. Amon Ross St. Brown is 7,800. C.D. Lamb is 7,500. And then that kind of falls off to this elite wide receiver two tier with D.K. Metcalf, T. Higgins, Devontae Smith at 7,100 for Metcalf, 7,000 for Higgins, 6,600 for Smith. Like I said, we're going to play Metcalf here because we are stacking the the Seahawks in this lineup. And I'll also go ahead and add Juju. Like I said earlier in this game, I think Juju is absolutely balling right now. Had 10 targets again yesterday, only 5,800 this week. So this skinny stack is actually, I really like starting our lineup here with this. Some other values that stand out to me. I mean, Terry McLaurin, just getting an absolutely ludicrous target share with Taylor Heineke as the quarterback. Only six targets last night, but he's just been getting so much work. He's only 6,200. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones, he keeps climbing. He got a touchdown last week. But again, we're going to be avoiding that game at all costs because he is going to be playing in the snow. I think Drake London is really appealing to me. I'm going to go ahead and pencil him in here because he got, I think it was 11 or 12 targets yesterday. And the team only threw 26 pass attempts. I mean, he's earning just an absolutely crazy target share for a rookie. Very much balling. And he's only 4,800 here on DraftKings. Some other deep values that I'm liking. I mean, KJ Osborne coming off of a career game. He's still only 4,500. Jacoby Myers. Oh man, what a what a brutal way for them to lose that game yesterday. But we know that he's a pretty good target earning receiver. Only 4,800. Devontae Parker was out yesterday, so he might miss another game. Curtis Samuel, only 4,400. I mean, that's hard to believe. That Washington trio of receivers, I think they're all very talented. All of them can have a good week any given week. And I would be very intrigued to play Curtis Samuel at 4,400 this week. DJ Chark, only 4,200. 
he kind of crashed back to earth because they sacrificed him to Sauce Gardner yesterday. But if you take that game out of the picture, I mean, you look at the three games before that, and I think that he's a pretty good play at 4,200, as well as Michael Gallup. I think these two guys are very similar profile players. Pretty funny to see them at the exact same DFS price. Also, like just guys like Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James, two Giants wide receivers who are probably going to get more than a few looks in a game that we like. I think if you're stacking or skinny stacking that game, even Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James should be on your radar. Same things that I said about Curtis Samuel all apply to Jahan Dotson at only 3,900. In fact, I'm tempted to take out London and put in Dotson here for our lineup. Let's just leave it as is for now, but he's only 3,900 had a hundred yards and a touchdown yesterday. If you guys weren't watching the Sunday night game, he made a crazy catch over the top of a cornerback. And then our man Rashid Shahid only 3,500 this week. Like I said, probably can't play him because they're going to be in the snow, but we love what he's doing. Hopefully this snow game will bring his price back down and we'll be able to play more of him in the coming weeks over to look at the tight ends. Now we'll see if we can afford Kelsey in this lineup just because we are stacking that game and looks like the Seahawks are a very good matchup. Kelsey's 8,000 and the next highest tight end is only 5,500. Mark Andrews, he's kind of been cold lately, but we know that he tends to earn a lot of targets from Tyler Huntley. I mean, look at this consistency in his targets the last few games. His price keeps dropping though because the production hasn't been there. He's only 5,500. George Kittle, 5,300, coming off a big two touchdown game. TJ Hawkinson, 4,900, and Dallas Goddard, 4,500. I think these guys, I mean, they're all such elite athletes and elite talents at tight end. I think that they're all kind of intriguing in their own ways there. Further down here, I do like Dawson Knox. He's gotten a lot of good looks from Josh Allen lately. Juwan Johnson is second among all tight ends in touchdowns behind Travis Kelsey. He's just been hot when he's healthy. And then Chigo Conquo, his price keeps going up in DFS. He's 3500 and we like to see the involvement he's had. I do think he's probably a little bit of a riskier play in this particular situation. I think Daniel Bellinger is kind of just waiting to pop at 3,300. He had some good games before his injury, and he's a pretty relevant piece of this Giants offense. He's been getting targets since he came back, but he hasn't just popped for anything huge yet. But we know he's kind of a, a sneaky play, I think, that I like at only 3,300. And then... That kind of covers it for these deep tight ends. I think that, you know, you don't really want to play in Joku this week because of the snow, like we said. And then Dalton Schultz is kind of intriguing at 4,200 as well. We know that Dak Prescott likes throwing the ball to him. But let's go over to the defenses. The most expensive defense, of course, is the Bills. They're playing the Bears. They're 4,000. 49ers are 3,900 against the Commanders. The Browns, 3,800. Vikings, 3,700. And the Titans are 3,600. All of these, of course, pretty heavily favored teams. I think if we're going to take a look a little bit further down, I do think the Saints, I mean, you want to kind of maybe play into that chaos of the snow game. They're only 2,800. And Deshaun Watson hasn't exactly looked great since his return. The Chiefs are big favorites at home, only 2,900. I think that's an interesting spot. Geno Smith has been turning the ball over a little bit more lately. And even though he didn't turn the ball over this last game, he had like, I think, three consecutive games with at least two turnovers. And then if we're getting way down here, Commanders could be interesting. I mean, they, they're facing Brock Purdy, who has looked really good, but Commanders do have a pretty good front seven. And at only 2,400, I think, you know, Pickens get pretty slim down here. 
And then the Cowboys defense, I think they're probably going to be the chalk of the week. I mean, they're facing a backup quarterback. They're only 2,600, and we know that they're one of the best defenses in the league. So that's kind of, I think, let's just pencil them in here for now. And then we'll build out the rest of this sample lineup for you guys. Let's go with, I have to go with Pacheco. I I believe in him, and I I think that this is is another week with a really good matchup. They're favored at home. We just got to keep our hopes up. And then let's see if we can afford Derrick Henry in this lineup, just because he is, like we said, in an amazing matchup against the Texans. Um, and he's just gone. He's gone for 200 yards against them the last four times he's played them. We're going to have to spend down a little bit at tight end. So let's go with Dawson Knox. I think that he's gotten some pretty good looks lately. If we look at, I mean, eight targets, seven targets, these last two games, touchdown in both. He'll probably be pretty popular. Now that we look at him that closely, and then that leaves us 5,500 for this last spot, which is pretty solid. I think that DJ Moore is probably a little bit interesting. Devin Singletary is kind of interesting, but let's go with, I'm tempted to go with Adam Thielen. I mean, he didn't get very many targets last game, but he did come through big for them in the red zone. I think that, I think that DJ Moore is probably the way to go here. He's been doing pretty decently well um, under Sam Darnold's watch. So let's let's do this with DJ Moore as our flex. And then here's our sample lineup from top to bottom. It's Geno Smith at 5,800, Isaiah Pacheco at 5,700, Derrick Henry at 8,600, DK Metcalf at 7,100, Juju Smith-Schuster at 5,800, Drake London at 4,800, Dawson Knox at 4,100, DJ Moore at 5,500, and the Cowboys defense at only 2,600. Pretty happy with how this lineup came together. I think if I was building a lineup from scratch, we'd probably get a little skinny stack in there, but we will get the chance to take advantage of that as we go into doing FanDuel. But before we go hop over to FanDuel, I just want to take a moment to tell you guys about this crazy deal we have going on now at Player Profiler for the rest of the season until January 1st. From today until January 1st, you can get the all-in package. This is everything. This is $135 in the offseason. You can get it for only $10 for these next two weeks. That's right. You heard me correctly. Only $10. If you go to playerprofiler.com, sign up with promo code Dario. That's right. It's a a special promo code that I'm offering you. You can get all in package for only $10. That includes the DFS Dominator, the Dynasty Deluxe Package, all of our player rankings, and data analysis. Now, data analysis is really awesome. I think it's probably my favorite feature of the site. You can look at every one of our advanced stats. There's over 400 of them sort by position, look at every player. And we're actually going to be revamping data analysis hugely over this next month or so. And the data analysis tool is going to be more powerful than ever. So you guys are going to want to sign up right now while you can. Only $10, like I said, for the all-in package. That's like, what, like a drink at Starbucks and and a cookie? Like, I mean, you guys just, if you haven't, if you haven't signed up for Player Profiler already, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's only $10 for the all-in package. So promo code Dario at playerprofiler.com. Go sign up. Do me the favor. Do yourselves a favor and go dominate the rest of the season in fantasy. You can very quickly pay back these $10. I mean, it's like go sign up. Use our underdog pick generator in the DFS Dominator and you can get your $10 back in like one game. So go go sign up for playerprofiler.com all in package. Promo code Dario if you haven't already. It's It's, I think, the steal of the century. Anyway, let's get back over to FanDuel quarterbacks. Josh Allen, of course, leads the way. He's 9,500. Patrick Mahomes, 9,200. 
Joe Burrow, 8,100. As always, big drop-off between Allen Mahomes to Burrow. Lamar Jackson is 8,000. Justin Fields is 7,800. And then you kind of get to the pocket passing types with Kirk Cousins at 7,700. Geno Smith, 7,600. Daniel Jones, oh, geez, 7,400. Brock Purdy, 6,900 is maybe a little bit interesting. Let's see where um, Minshew ends up. He's 6,100. So your absolute bottom of the barrel quarterback there for this week. I think that, yeah, as always on FanDuel, I like to play the more elite quarterbacks here because the price discrepancies are smaller and you can get from the, the savings you can get from playing Geno Smith relative to Josh Allen. It's only 2000 here on FanDuel as opposed to like 3000 over on DraftKings. Also on DraftKings, that 3000 is worth more to you because you're only working with 50,000 of salary as opposed to 60,000. So everything points in the direction of playing one of these elite quarterbacks on FanDuel. So I think that you should really limit your player pool to the guys that are here without you having to scroll down. Over at running back, Derrick Henry is the most expensive. He's 9,800. Christian McCaffrey is 9,400. Dalvin Cook is 8,700. Saquon Barkley is 8,500. Ramondre Stevenson is 8,300. Man, that was a really impressive performance yesterday from Ramondre, considering he was questionable the entire week, had one limited practice on Friday, and he came through with 130 yards, touchdown, very good receiving game usage as always. Anyway, on to Nick Chubb. He's 7,900. Tony Pollard, 7,700. Joe Mixon, 7,500. And Alvin Kamara is 7,400. And then it's pretty crazy to see how quickly we get from Alvin Kamara and Joe Mixon, these guys who were considered bell cows, to Zeke Elliott, also at 7,400, and Jarek McKinnon at 7,300. So that's kind of the, the beauty and the flaw of this FanDuel pricing this week. I think that David Montgomery at 7,200, also had a pretty good game yesterday. Miles Sanders, who's 7,100, completely disappeared yesterday for no reason. That was pretty interesting. Kenneth Walker, like I said, I think he's in a pretty decent spot. He's only 6,900. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams are both priced evenly at 6,800. They're in a very good spot, and they're still kind of sharing that backfield with Justin Jackson, which is limiting everyone's upside. But like I said, good matchup against Carolina. I think they're both maybe somewhat intriguing this week. Isaiah Pacheco is 6,700, and then Devin Singletary is 6,400. Like I said, he's maybe a little bit interesting. If you're thinking about playing Deontay Foreman at 6,100, I would advise you against it. The Detroit run defense has been absolutely insane these last couple of weeks. They held Zonovan Knight to, I think, 23 yards on 13 carries, so probably stay away from the Carolina running backs this week. As you guys know, it's a little bit harder to find bargains here on FanDuel just because of how quickly they price up a guy who sees any success. But James Cook is only 5,300. Like I said, he's been getting more and more opportunity in a game that the Bills are pretty heavily favored. I think there's a chance we see more of James Cook. Like I said, he's only 5,300. And then, I mean, if you really want to go deep, Jordan Mason has been getting more and more work for the 49ers. Four carries, five, eight, 11, only four carries last week. But that's I think that's because it was a close divisional game. And in this game against the Commanders, if the 49ers get out to a pretty solid lead, I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing Jordan Mason just to give Christian McCaffrey a little bit more rest. And I mean, this is kind of it for the running backs. It gets so thin down here so fast. I mean, Kevin Harris for the Patriots has been getting some interesting usage, but Clearly, they showed that Ramondre Stevenson is healthy again, so he's kind of relegated back to the backup role. I think that's it for the running backs here on FanDuel. Over at wide receiver, 
Justin Jefferson leading the way at 9,300. Jamar Chase, 8,800. Stefan Diggs, 8,700. A.J. Brown, 8,500. Amonra, 8,400. C.D. Lamb, 8,300. And D.K. Metcalf, 8,000. Of course, here's our elite secondary tier with T. Higgins, 7,700. Devontae Smith, 7,600. Juju Smith-Schuster, 7,300. D.J. Moore, 7,100. And Terry McLaurin, 7,000. In these names a little bit further down, like I said, Drake London, love him this week, 6,400. I hope that he continues seeing a ton of looks from Desmond Ritter. Very cool stuff to see for him. Jacoby Myers is 6,200. Darius Slayton is 6,300. He's been basically the wide receiver one for the Giants lately, but it's been a kind of a while since he's had a solid game for us here. KJ Osborne, like I mentioned, over on DraftKings, he's only 6,100 here. Tyler Lockett, unfortunately, he got hurt, so not going to be playing him against the Seahawks. Sorry, for the Seahawks this week against the Chiefs. But Marquise Goodwin should fill in and become a full-time receiver. He's only 5,800 here on FanDuel. Isaiah Hodgins, we mentioned, is interesting. He's 5,800. Jahan Dotson, 5,700. Michael Gallup, 5,700. DJ Chark, 5,700. I mean, this, this tier right here that we're looking at, I think is very, very intriguing. Even Jawan Jennings at 5,800 is going to get more and more looks because of the Debo Samuel injury. I mean, he had five targets last week, which is pretty good for his average. So I think you could play him at 5,800 too, but there's just a lot to like here. Shahid, 5,600. Curtis Samuel, 5,600. And Noah Brown had two touchdowns yesterday. He's only 5,600. So lots of good options here in the cheap wide receivers on FanDuel. And then over at tight end, Travis Kelsey, he's only 1,600 ahead of George Kittle here. So I'm sure he'll see a lot more chalk here on FanDuel. But anyway, Travis Kelsey, 8,600. George Kittle, 7,000. Taysom Hill is 6,500. <laughs> Threw for that long touchdown yesterday, but still probably not looking to play Taysom Hill at these prices. Mark Andrews dropping to 6,400. Dallas Goddard will hopefully be back, 6,200. Dalton Schultz is 6,100. And TJ Hawkinson is 6,000. I think it's pretty rare that we have all these talented tight ends on the slate. I mean, I know there's been weeks where it's like, it feels like we go from Mark Andrews to this tier right here of David and Joku and Dawson Knox, and that's it on the slate. So kind of a lot of good choices here for us. Like I said, David and Joku and Jawan Johnson probably don't want to be playing either of them this week in the snow, but Dawson Knox at 5,700 is appealing. I think Noah Fant at 5,300. He should be getting more looks in the absence of Tyler Lockett as well. Cole Komet, 5,100. Tough matchup, but he's kind of the only option for Justin Fields right now. He had five targets yesterday. Not great, but he's going to probably lead the team in targets most weeks here on out. And then Daniel Bellinger is kind of my favorite deep play for you guys this week. 4,700 here on FanDuel. And that'll do it for the tight ends over at defense. The 49ers defense leads the way here. They're 5,000 in salary. The Ravens, 4,900. The Bills, 4,800. The Titans, 4,700. And the Patriots are 4,500. Like I said, I'm sure the Cowboys defense is a steal here. They're only 4,000. And we know they're going to be facing Gardner Minshew. Saints defense, like I mentioned, probably want to play into that chaos of the snow game. Only 3,800. And then... I think that things are slightly tougher to find here on FanDuel, but the Vikings defense, I mean, they've been playing really badly, but they're home favorites this week. I mentioned the commanders having maybe a chance against Brock Purdy. They're only 3,700, but the defenses are a little bit 
tougher to spot here on FanDuel for sure. I think let's go with the commanders. Like I said, maybe we'll hope for some Brock Purdy shenanigans and he'll fall apart for once as a starter. And then let's start with, um, we already talked about stacking this Chiefs Seahawks game. Let's just go ahead and do the same thing with the Bills over here on DraftKings. I think you can't go wrong with stacking the Bills. I mean, Stefan Diggs and I mentioned to you guys my love for Dawson Knox this week. So let's start with that here on FanDuel over at running back. We'll see. I don't know if we're going to be able to afford Derrick Henry here too, but I think Nick Chubb in the snow against a fairly weak run defense is kind of interesting. Let's come down to save some money at wide receiver and see what we're left with. Like I said, I think that there's a lot to like down here in this tier. Let's play some DJ Chark. You would think we want a run back on the Bears, but I think like we saw yesterday, the Bears are just so lost offensively. I'm okay without a run back. Maybe we'll see if we can afford David Montgomery and see how things fill out from here, but not left with much salary if we do that. But let's let's maybe let's stick with that for now. Like I said, there's a lot of receivers that I like at this price, and that happens to be exactly where we're left for the average here. And then that can let us fill this roster up with, I think Jahan Dotson is a great play, and I think that Marquise Goodwin is a great play this week. So it looks like no no deliberate skinny stacks here either. Jahan Dotson with the commander's defense, maybe the slightest. Let me make sure you guys can see this whole lineup here. And I'll read it off to you guys from the top. It's Josh Allen at 9,500, stacked him with Stefan Diggs at 8,700, and Dawson Knox at 5,700. And then the Bears, we ran it back with David Montgomery at 7,200. We're playing Nick Chubb at 7,900 in the snow game. Then we kind of went cheap with our last three receiver spots, but I just love all three of these guys in this tier here. We've got DJ Chark, 5,700, Jahan Dotson, 5,700, and Marquise Goodwin, 5,800 pretty happy with this lineup thank you guys for tuning in for week 16 i can't believe it i mean week 16 weeks of dfs that we've been lucky to share here over on first mover wishing you guys all a very merry christmas and hope you guys get to spend um you know wonderful time if you happen to be in cleveland enjoy your white christmas and as always we'll see you guys back here next week for the early week 17 preview and thank you guys for tuning in today